You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back here with Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, we have the AP All-American list revealed. We've got a number of Notre Dame players, as you can expect. We're going to talk about all of those guys, filling you in on who made the list. We're also going to provide an update on two key injuries for this Notre Dame football team. And then lastly, we're going to have some fun. It's New Year's. New Year's is coming up. We decided we're going to give you some New Year's resolutions for the Notre Dame football team, what they need to improve on, and what they could do differently next season. Before we get into that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. I am a Division I, former Division I football player at the University of Rhode Island. Ryan is the Director of Scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So, Ryan, we've got this list here of the AP All-Americans, and it's a pretty good list right now. First team was Aaron Banks and Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. No surprises there. Second team, Liam Eichenberg. And then third team, Tommy Kramer and Kyle Hamilton. First, I just want to touch on, like, what are your thoughts here? Do you think this sounds about right where they landed? Are you maybe surprised some guys were higher or lower than they should have been? Well, I, I mean, Jer- I feel like Jeremiah Wusukormo, just, like, looking down this list real quick, is, like, that's the slam dunk guy, right? Uh, I know you said we weren't surprised, and, and with how I've been glowing over Aaron Banks for the last couple weeks, I feel like the listeners probably aren't too surprised over that one too, but I'm just really happy, man. You know, I know he made like the PFF All-American as well, but making the AP All-American is a, a team is a huge deal for a guy like Aaron Banks. And I know m- most people are probably looking at this like, oh, Lane Eikenberg should be a first team. Uh, Tommy Kramer maybe even, because Tommy Kramer's just had so much hype for the longest time since he got to Notre Dame and, you know, starting at right tackle, well, rotating at right tackle as a redshirt freshman with, with Robert Hainsey, that he's just kind of been that guard inside that gets the notoriety. I've seen people in draft draft community really throw out his name a bunch, and I'm just like, have you really watched it? Because, like, Aaron Banks is so much better than Tommy Kramer. So I'm just really so happy that Aaron Banks is getting this type of recognition. And then Liam Eikenberg, a second team, it's super solid, like we've always been saying about Liam. You know, it's, it's there's nothing flashy about him, but he gets the job done, and he plays a position where, hey, you know, oh, he only made second team. It's because, like, a left tackle position is a very high-priority position. So, like, you'll see guys like Alex Leatherwood and, and all these players um, at other teams where, like, that's where you're going to put your best offensive lineman. So the competition to be a first-team tackle is a lot more than to be an, an interior position player, So especially a guard, because we always talk about, like, hey, left tackles are highly are hardly coveted. Right tackles even to a, to a degree now. Centers are always up there as well. And then guards are kind of the forgotten players in the offensive line. So it might be a little easier to be a dominating force and to, to get that notoriety if you're a really great guard, which Aaron Banks has been. So shout out to Aaron Banks. Liam Eikenberg, super solid again. Kramer gets that nod of the third team. You know, I, I feel like that's more off of a little bit of, of hype and, and name recognition more than anything. I don't think Kramer's been exceptional this year. But then Kyle Hamilton again. Kyle Hamilton is a guy that we have talked about in, you know, in, in very long-formed conversations about him being, if not the best player on the defense, the second best player in the defense behind Jeremiah Wusukoromo. As a true sophomore to being a third-team AP All-American, very of note, and, and there's a very good chance, talking from an NFL draft perspective, 
We may only we might unfortunately only get one more season out of Kyle Hamilton because that guy is that special football player. So no major, um, no major surprises on the guys that were named. I know you know before the show we talked about like hey maybe Kyron should have gotten a little love, but I think everybody that was named was not a huge shock either from just the impact that they've had on the season or and or name recognition as well. Right. I don't have any issues with any of these guys and where they were placed it, it for the most part. It makes a lot of sense. And you and I were going back and forth on how does Kyron Williams not make the list. The other guys that made it ahead of him are still very talented. And I think Kyron is going to come in next year, one of the favorites over the seniors that are leaving right now, the guys that are going to go to the NFL, he'll be one of those guys that's going to be in the mix for next season if he has yet another big year. He rushed for over 1,000 yards. He had 12 touchdowns. So all that stuff is fantastic, but just not enough to make it onto the list. And then some might argue, oh, how does Ian Book not make it on here? Well, he had a long path and a, a large hill to overcome going against guys like Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, who was the first team, and then also Trevor Lawrence. So it wasn't really an ideal spot for him to beat out any of those guys, especially if Sam Howell was higher on the ACC teams than he was. The only thing I want to throw out here, Ryan, and I, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I know you're not a fan of this guy, but do you think Liam Eichenberg maybe should have been higher than uh, Brady Christensen of BYU, who was the first team All-American tackle with Alex Leatherwood? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, very easily. Yes, I think that he is a better football player than Brady Christensen. So, in theory, if we're just looking at it from a raw perspective in a vacuum, I do think that I do think that Liam Eichenberg is more deserving of a guy like Brady Christensen. I think that again, we talked about this of why maybe BYU's offensive coordinator might get some love in the Broyles Award. It's just the dominance that the BYU offense has had in the you know, the full scope of the season. So I feel like Christensen kind of got bumped up because just how dominant and, and how well they have played. I, I do think Eichenberg's a better football player, but Christensen has graded out very well. I, I think he's the highest graded player according to PFF of any offensive tackle in the country. So he's had a really nice season, but I, I would definitely argue that I think that Liam Eichenberg has been a more vital piece to their offense than Brady Christensen. And also, you know, when you're looking at it, like the quality of players that they're playing week in and week out. So this is a pretty good group, a pretty solid group to make it to the AP All-American team. And this is always a list that is coveted as one of the highest. There are other All-American teams. And if we have time to discuss them, we definitely will hit on them. But so far, the five guys that we're looking at here, it makes a lot of sense. A number of them are not going to be a part of this Notre team next year. The big one that will definitely be back next season is Kyle Hamilton. It's really positive to see him as a third-team guy coming back. He has only up to go from here. He can only get better. He can only possibly push himself into that first-team conversation as a first-team safety. And then if Aaron Banks decides to come back, which we kind of think that's going to happen just based on the fact that he hasn't accepted any invites. We don't know if he's in a position to graduate. More often than not, some of these Notre Dame guys, unless they're really top players, do have somewhat of a tendency, if they are not ready to graduate, of trying to stick around and finish up with that just because of the academic prowess and the impact of academics at Notre Dame. So we're not sure what's happening with that. But regardless, the list itself is pretty strong. Coming up, we are going to talk about the latest injury updates for two key players heading into the Rose Bowl. 
Before we get to that, though, folks, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are also some really big matchups coming up throughout the week as we're wrapping up the final bits of bowls and then finally the college football playoff coming up on Saturday. Uh, The NFL regular season is also finishing up with the playoff picture. Sorry, the college football playoff starts on Friday. Uh, With the playoff picture becoming clearer and clearer, there's only one place that you can Uh, You're covered in one place you can trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't be like me, folks. Don't be the guy that goes around and gives your friends advice because you know way more about sports than they do because you're afraid of risking putting down some money, just a couple dollars, not saying to go bet your mortgage on it, but it doesn't hurt to put $10 down on a bet if you think somebody's going to cover, someone's going to get upset. Get yourself a little extra beer money. Get yourself a little, little extra money when you're going to the bars with your friends to buy some extra drinks. Don't feel like you're bogging yourself down because you're afraid to take that very small little impact risk don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts Betting on Notre Dame doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. So Brian Kelly spoke to the media today in uh, media availability. Availability. There were a couple interesting quotes that came from him and also some of the members of this Notre Dame team. But the key important things that we want to touch on, and I think we need to, to hit on because the game is getting close. This game is going to be played very, very soon. Kyle Hamilton, it sounds like he's going to be fully available to play. So Brian Kelly, the first thing that he touched on was saying that he's he's recovered well, and we're getting this from Pete Sampson at Pete Sampson of The Athletic. He's saying that he's come back well, he's recovered well, and he expects him to play at a high level against Alabama. So that's already a pretty positive sign there, Ryan, as Hamilton went down with an injury against Clemson. You lose a guy like that, and we've seen the impact of losing a guy like that. He is a key part of success for this this Notre Dame secondary. Well, can he play corner? That's my, that's my <laughs> question in this game. He might um, be able to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the huge impact though that Kyle Hamilton does have. I mean, again, if he's not the best player on the defense, he's the second best. He's definitely the best player in the secondary by a large margin. One thing that's really improved against Alabama uh, for Alabama this year is they came into the season at tight end with Miller Forrestal, who's you know on NFL radars. He's got solid developmental potential. Might be a late round UDFA type of player. He's been a solid football player for Alabama when healthy. But they actually have another tight end named Jaleel Billingsley, number 19, who is listed at about six foot four, 230 pounds. This guy, although he's a decent blocker for his size, is an extra wide receiver on the field. And that's the guy that's going to threaten the middle of the field. And he's been a guy down the stretch, has really become an interesting part of this Alabama offense. So having a guy like Kyle Hamilton in the middle of the field as a short zone defender against a guy, an athletic tight end like Jaleel Billingsley. I think is going to be a big asset to have for Notre Dame. 
And then the other part about it, because besides for them, I mean, besides for Billingsley, with Jalen Waddle out for this game, obviously, since suffering his injury, his fractured ankle in the beginning of the year, dislocated ankle, they don't have a slot option that really gives you a bunch of worry. Slade Bolton's popped in and done some good things in spurts, but the guys on the outside are where you're most worried about. Devonta Smith, John Mechie, winning on the outside against corners. So the big emphasis besides for counteracting a guy like Billingsley is, hey, we need a guy to, to really have a plan and to bring something different to the table against a Najee Harris. And that's not just running the football, but we're going to get – Kyle Hamilton down into the box in certain instances. Get him an extra defender down there to counteract this strong running game of Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. And hey, we talked about this the other day. Najee Harris is a really gifted pass receiver at the running back position too. So I feel like Kyle Hamilton back healthy for this game, or at least healthy enough to play, can be a big thing to help, not only against the middle of the field pass catchers like Lil Billingsley, but to counteract what Alabama wants to do with a guy like Najee Harris, both in the run game and in the pass game. Yeah, I think one of the big keys with playing good defense and facing an electric offense like Alabama's is being able to neutralize or be able to counteract some of their athletes with your best athletes. So you need a guy like Kyle Hamilton, who is arguably your best player or one of your best players on defense. You need him out there. You need him to slow down players like Najee Harris, or if you need to ask him to play some bracket coverage over a guy like Devonta Smith, you want to have that guy out there on the field to so to hear that he is going to at least be available is promising. Now, this could just be coach talk. This could just be saying that he's going to play. He might not be 100% recovered. That is something we're going to find out pretty quickly if he's having some, some issues with the ankle and maybe he's favoring it a little bit and he's not moving as well. The other thing that was, um, that was revealed from the availability for the media Pete Sampson also tweeted out that Tommy Kramer says that he's back to 100% after his appendectomy. And honestly, I, th- hearing this, I didn't even really think a ton about it, but hearing this makes a lot of sense. It wasn't really a clean game for the interior, and Tommy Kramer was back against Clemson. So to now have him back to 100%, I think is very, very important. And I know that you've talked about that you think Kramer is not the best interior guy out of the group, but to have him back to full health is very, very important. Otherwise, you're still dealing with issues in that interior. Well, I think the bigger impact that it has is, you know, we talked about the matchups that we're going against. Guys like Christian Barmore inside for Alabama who are very good football players and potentially dominating football players, especially in the case of Barmore. But the biggest impact is you're still going to have an inexperienced center. So against Clemson, hey, we had a hobbled Kramer who was not – at his peak, at his best, coupled with Josh Lug being inside. Sounds like Zeke Corral is going to be a go for this game, so you imagine he would be the starting center for Notre Dame. And now with Kramer 100%, you not only have the the fully healthy Kramer, but then you also have Aaron Banks on the other side of an inexperienced center, which is going to pay huge dividends. It's going to be a huge help to a guy that is very inexperienced. So I think that that is the bigger impact than just simply – Tommy Kramer being back to full health just for his own sake and his own individual play is the fact that you now have two experienced guards and now four experienced offensive linemen surrounding the most inexperienced player on the offensive line in Zeke Corral at center. Yeah, and again, this is very important to have 
bringing all these guys back. There has been a little bit of inconsistency just in this last week. And once you lost Jared Patterson, I think that was when things started to maybe go downhill a little bit. Not like it completely fell off a cliff, but there were just some issues. It wasn't the same quality of offensive line play that we saw previously leading up to that. And if you want to beat a team like Alabama, if you want to run the ball very well against a team that's always going to have athletes on defense, you need everybody at 100%. So hopefully Kramer is right in saying that, that he's fully prepared to play. He's still not dealing with any issues. That's certainly something that is very complicated to come back from. You know, we're, we were hoping for the best for him to be recovered and to, to be healthy for this, um, from coming just back from that serious issue that he was dealing with. You know, that could have ended a lot worse than it did. As, as Brian Kelly even said, when it happened is that we were just hoping that he got out of it. Okay. We're not worried about rushing him back onto the field. Again, getting him back hundred percent is very, very important for the success against Alabama. Ryan, we are going to continue on with our fun final New Year's resolution segments. Before we do that, though, why don't you share with our listeners a message from our favorite sponsor? Sometimes during the holidays, you get into these these moments of like, man, I, I just don't really want to wake up. I don't want to do a bunch today. But I'm going to help you to get through those walls. And whether it is a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with Built Go every day. It's the same company that brings you the Built Go, Built bar brand that we talk so highly of here on the show every day. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or you can just put in your back pocket or in your glove compartment to power you through the day. Bilco is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and even better results. Now comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. Bilco combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system faster, plus it's easy on the stomach. Bilco is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work every day, including beta-alamine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine for finish. Bilco then kicks in to keep going strong throughout the day. Collagen protein promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better while performing better. You can visit BuiltGo.com today and use promo code LOCKED. That's all capital LOCKED. And you'll get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Folks, if you haven't done so already, go hit that subscribe button. And also, if you're looking for something else fun to listen to, check out Peacock and Williamson NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective of all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insights on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So let's have a little fun here, Ryan, before we have to shift our focus on the Wednesday show where we are going to go full go into previewing Alabama as we are essentially losing a day uh, because of New Year's. And because it is New Year's coming up very soon, 
felt like a good time to provide some New Year's resolutions. Now, everybody has them. Everybody has a goal that they come into the New Year saying, I'm going to do something differently. So why don't we come up with some for Notre Dame football? What do we think that they can do better next season? And I think mine is a pretty realistic one. We, sorry, not we, Notre Dame needs to play better at at the corner position. Or as simply as, as this sounds, it's going to be a lot harder to do though, is just get better corners. And I think that this defense has been so good, you're losing some guys along the defensive line. It could be even better if you had better corner play. I think that they could have slowed down and shut down some of these really good offenses that they've played. They could have limited the amount of scoring by Clemson had they actually played better defense and their corners played a better played better against some of these really good athletes. So I think that's very, very important for next season is improving that corner play. No, and I completely agree with that. You know, I feel like every week we've been talking about what are the consistent troubles that Notre Dame faces. It's the fact of their cornerback position is not incredibly strong. It's the re- There's a reason why Notre Dame in this 2021 recruiting class has decided to sign six players in the defensive backfield. So I completely agree. I'm going to take a similar stab at this and a similar approach. I'm just going to go I'm going to go on the outside, but I'm going to go on the offensive side of the football. We've been talking about all year Javon McKinley, Ben Skoranek exceeding expectations as those big physical wide receivers outside and doing some incredible things. I will tell you going into the year, I had some high expectations for Brayden Lindsey, who is probably the fastest player on the Notre Dame roster um, outside of Chris Tyree, uh, wearing number 0 and he has been a guy that has been injured throughout most of the season. While while Lindsey's been working back from some of these nagging injuries, they've been trying to get him involved, but more as a gadget player, throwing him screens, give him end arounds, and it hasn't really developed into the speed option that maybe Notre Dame fans thought he could be before the season. So with Skoranek and McKinley moving on this offseason, I really want to see a higher emphasis on trying to get some speed on the perimeter. I know we've been recruiting wide receiver pretty well. Deion Colsey coming in, who's kind of that bigger heightweight speed guy. Jordan Johnson, Lorenzo Styles. Like, there's been some speed influx in the wide receiver's position. We've been waiting for a breakout for a guy like Kevin Austin for a couple years now. So, I really want to see us get more athletic on the perimeter. Sometimes, in you know, we talked about it against Clemson specifically. If Notre Dame gets stuck to being a predictable offense that has to win balls outside in one-on-one situations, you're kind of limited not only because Ian Book, that's just not the, the style that Ian Book plays, but you have big body wide receivers that are more 50-50 guys. They're not going to create a bunch of separation. I really want to see an influx of speed to that position to make things a little easier for you, to put stress on some of these talented cornerbacks for like the Darian Kendricks, the Andrew Bruce, and now the... Patrick Sertain Jr.'s this week for Alabama. That is going to put them in a lot more of a struggle and a bind than just putting a big physical guy who can win those 50-50 opportunities from time to time. But guys that create instant separation are something that I really think Notre Dame is going to need to have an influx because we've seen the talent at tight end with Michael Mayer getting in there, Tommy Tremble, running back, just a little more speed now in the room with a guy like Kyron Williams and especially Chris Tyree. Continuing to add speed to this offense on the perimeter, I feel like it's going to be a big help to them moving forward, especially next year where you're probably going to be playing a, a more inexperienced quarterback. And it's it's nice having those big body guys that can make contested catches, but when we saw 
them go against Clemson, they weren't able to create consistent separation. They weren't able to get open. So you do need those speed athletic players. You just can't do what they were doing, which was running multiple tight ends and trying to create offensive production that way. Sometimes you need to spread a defense out. Sometimes you need to um, you know, throw a counter in there. Just do something differently to change things up. And I think adding that speed and working in some of those more athletic players could be something that will definitely help Tommy Reese in the offense in 2020. So both of those things I think are important. Those are both quality New Year's resolutions for the upcoming season. That's going to be it for today's episode, though, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We are going to tomorrow do our full Alabama game preview. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll also do a preview for Notre Dame's next basketball matchup. Folks, also make sure you go and follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, and at Locked on Irish on Twitter. Also, go uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to us and leave a review if you enjoy the show. Lastly, folks, if you are looking for something else to tune into, check out Peacock and Williamson for fantastic NFL coverage. Talk to you on Wednesday, folks.